trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Inside Feed. On this week's episode, we are talking with co-founder and CEO Mike Rabel on the massive merger between the MLL and the PLL. Don't know if you heard. I'll but... it. Have it. Uh, if you haven't, you have not been on well, social media. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. It was a huge day this last Wednesday. Historic day. Finally, the two leagues have become one. And mm-hmm. now we can just focus on playing lacrosse. The whole conversation. I mean, we, P- Mike talks about it a little bit in his interview, but um, you could just see all of the players' relief and excitement because they were just posting about, you know, finally it has happened. They are one unit under the PLL. Now onward, onward to 2021. I know. it's Mike talks about it a lot in when we interview him, but, like, the work has really just begun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like yes. this is literally just the first step and now the work has really just begun. I it was funny because from a social standpoint, we saw all these players posting about it yesterday and we were like, did like did someone ask them to post? Because they were <laughs> like super smart and like, pictures swiping to the like merging graphic that we put out and we we're like, did someone ask them to do this? And they did it on their own. And we were just like, of course, like it was I mean it was lovely to see but we were like of course the one time we don't ask them to post something or like give them a heads up they just go ahead and post about it I don't know if you felt this way but it was weird seeing everyone like when they did post it was these guys from like completely different teams that they have now like you know like um Eric Law and you know like all these people where it's like now they're on completely separate teams but when they were together on the mll like all of our teams were scrambled so that was really weird for me to see like oh my gosh i forgot that this person played with this person and you know these people were together and so that was kind of trippy for me to see like oh wow like this person played with this person i didn't even realize that or so that was weird to see for me just like through all of the posts about the merge yeah i think all the players who were happy because it's like and two, from a league standpoint, we can now, like, talk about other players in the league and, like, the history they made in the MLL mm-hmm. and, like, acknowledge yeah. it finally. So I think players were just happy to be able to do that. John Rannigan yeah. tweeted and said, this is the biggest merger since Scranton and Stanford became one office. Huge news. <laughs> Which is such a great <laughs> office comparison. So true. Very on brand for John Rannigan. <laughs> Very on brand for... Yes. And then Dominique Alexander, he tweeted to and just said common sense showing up in the lax world to end 2020. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people feel. Well, so we got Mike on the pod to answer our questions because we had a lot of questions too about the merger and then our fan questions as well. So he answers as much as he possibly can. A lot of stuff is still getting like figured out um yeah <laughs> as this process goes on, but he tries to answer as much as possible for us so here's our interview with mike please welcome to the show co-founder and ceo of the premier lacrosse league and wine connoisseur mike rabel thank you i've been waiting <laughs> to get on this podcast you guys finally invited me god Yay. i'm pumped to be here I know, it's about time. it just took some major news yeah, yeah, about time you guys invited me. Uh, soon, I think I responded within like five minutes when you texted me yesterday. I was like, yeah, you did. been waiting for you the did. invite. When I was emailing you earlier and I had to, 
I had to go back and check and be like, Mike hasn't been on the podcast, right? And so I went through every episode and I was like, oh my gosh, he hasn't. Like, I can't believe it took, it's taken this I long. haven't been on. No, yeah, I know. You didn't know, but I know. I've been waiting. So <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked. It's all well, good. Well, perfect subject to have you on the show for because it's pretty it was the most historic day in lacrosse yesterday so how are you feeling how was yesterday oh it's pretty surreal I was just on a call earlier with Paul and uh, our COO Andrew Sinberg and and we were doing like our weekly check-in on the operations side and still was didn't feel real because we were just sort of blocking and tackling talking about the things we need to get done um and and really diving into the transition team and what they were going to do and all the things need to get accomplished so it still felt surreal. We've been working on this for a while, but um, to have it go live and to get the you know, overwhelmingly positive reaction from the audience uh, was 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 great. And so, you know, you never really know when you make an announcement that's this large. You're not going to ever, you're, you know, not your entire audience is never going to be pleased with any announcement you make 100. percent But you just hope that majority of it receives it the same way that we receive it. And we think this is super positive for the entire lacrosse ecosystem all the way from youth to uh, collegiate to uh, to pro this is this is what everyone has really asked and, um, and has wanted to happen and it just takes takes time oftentimes uh, so we're just excited I think it's I think it just still doesn't feel real but now we're gonna put our heads back down I got a couple of text messages uh, from, from folks asking me like oh what are you doing tomorrow night are you like drinking champagne and I was like no, I'm like still in the office. I'm going to go home and like eat some cauliflower gnocchi and like wake up early and start working again. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. You talked about it. You talked about it a little, this timeline. It's been in, in the works for a while. What has this time, how long has this been in the cooker for y'all? Well, it realistically, uh, it was, it, this has been something that we've been focused on since before the inception of the PLL. I mean, back in, 2015, I think I took my first flight to Boston. I was in San Francisco to go pitch the existing ownership group that that we we want to be involved, Paul and myself, right? Um, and then it went through several iterations from there. More visits to Boston, more calls, um, and uh, proposals that we that we made to them about a hybrid a hybrid of us coming on, a hybrid of us acquiring the whole thing, uh, a hybrid of us making investments, and 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 none of it ever seemed to make sense at the time. Um, and so, you know, we, you start to get to a place where you get so far down the path of just wanting it to work, uh, and, and so focused and, and so resolute on your new vision that the only option left was for us to build something on our own. And I think there was a level of, you know, should go prove that you can do it, go prove that you can build. And this is not me. When I say I'm, I'm personalizing it, but it takes a whole team. Uh, and you two in particular are such a big part of what we do. And so, um, but it takes such a such a, a a large group of of really ambitious people and creative people to to pull something off, and I think getting that level of credibility in the broader sports market, I think showing that you know not only can we have a great first season, but we also can have a great second season in the pandemic gave us a, a better platform to communicate with the MLL and say, hey, let's come together. You know, we're, we're, we have a great operating team, we have a great company. Um, let's do this. This is now time. You guys can trust us. Uh, with the foundation that you've built. Um, and, you know, we're, we promise to be great stewards moving it forward. What do you think big picture like this merge means for the sport of lacrosse? Uh, I mean, so many things. I think, um, 
you know, one day, so it's, it's, it's a smaller scale, but it's similar to NFL, AFL or NBA, ABA. And, um, you know, one stop for professional lacrosse is, is important and, you know, not bifurcating fanhood or people having to pick sides or sort of that underlying, uh, competitive, don't, don't talk about the competition that may or may not exist. Um, you know, I think certain people maybe like the debate because it's just something to talk about, but if we're really trying to drive the sport forward, it needs to be consolidated. So the sport and the, and, and the league and the players can achieve what they want to achieve. And, th- and that's more marketability. That's more people coming into the sport, realizing what a great sport it is, paying homage to its roots, making sure the players can, more players can come full-time, more players make more money. Um, you know, the league becomes more successful over time and, and is able to build value for its partners. Those things just happen if there's only one group, right? So not having confusion in the marketplace, whether it's at the youth level, collegiate, or, or, or pro level, right? Players don't have to get anxious when they're graduating, which draft they're going to enter or, or which decisions they're going to make if they're going to get drafted by, by, by two leagues, right? Um, even though that we felt that we were winning 90% of the, of, the, of the drafts that the coaches wanted to make, there were some, some players that decided they wanted to play them all for a different variety of reasons. And, and that's, that's hard for an audience, right? And so, I mean, it goes down to the micro level like that and then also up to a more macro level around sort of commercialization. So we really view this as not only is this going to better commercialize the sport, but it's going to create less anxiety uh, in the players, um, more, more opportunity that we can work more closely with a lot of our partners who have had, you know, we've had partnership conversations with the indoor league, the NLL, about you know, how do we work more closely together? And they're like, well, you know, we have, we have these two leagues and we don't want to, we don't, we want to be Switzerland. So it's like, okay, well, I guess we can't partner until that's figured out. Now that's figured out. Now we can have a deeper relationship with us lacrosse. So it, it really is multifaceted. There's a flywheel effect that happens so many different areas now that we, that we're consolidated and we're just really pumped about it. I think you touched on it a little bit, kind of the paying tribute to what the MLL has created and that history and that deep, rich history that they have in the players and the, what they've done for this sport kind of how important is it that now we can kind of like have that as part of our story and kind of pay homage to that. That's such a big piece of it. I mean, you nailed it. So we went from a two year league with a bunch of our players who played in the MLL um, who have stock options and ownership in the PLL um, and, and, you know, are, are, are play, professional players in the PLL are paid well and have healthcare. They want the PLL to succeed, but they also spent, you know, two years, five years, 10 years, 12 years in the MLL. And, and so there's a part of their lives that they spent you know, really giving to that league and that league giving back to them, where they don't talk about it. And so you saw this release valve basically yesterday on Instagram, uh, where all these players were like, had this, these really fast photos of the, and videos of them playing the MLL. And we're like, man, we can finally talk about this thing uh, that was important to us because we put our blood, sweat and tears into it. And so what I was sort of breaking it down and I had a realization last night, I was like, you know, I've, I've been in locker rooms before. I'm sure that both of you've been in locker rooms before as well. And, and, and you, the relationships you build in those locker rooms, it's blood, sweat and tears. It's one of the very few places you actually have blood, sweat and tears pouring out and, and you bond very quickly with those people. Um, and so no matter the team or league or level, those locker room relationships are places uh, that are, that are very deep uh, and personalized uh, to the, to, the, to our players and to, to people in general. And so um, I think that that is first and foremost, that foundation. Uh, and so now all of a sudden we went from a two year league to a basically a 20 year league where we can have and pull content 
and storytell more deeply about our current players, which is going to be very meaningful to them, but also past players that laid the foundation. And we're legends to some extent. And some of them have felt left out. Uh, and we don't we didn't intentionally want to leave them out. You can't just bring everyone in at once. But now we plan to really use those stories and the, and the content that's available for us to better storytell. And the both of you are so good at it. And I can't wait for you, both of you, to get your arms around it and really understand what our players went through and what the legends of the game went through and wrap that into our broadcast and social and docu-series that we're putting out and creating, right? So I view it as, as a really great opportunity for us and what I'm really excited about. Yeah, I feel like, Emma and I have such like good relationships with the players now as it is. And like now we're going to be getting all these new players and can, like you said, talk about their life, you know, before the PLL right now, we've only been working with, you know, these past two seasons. And now we have like, you know, 15, 20 years to work with and to storytell with. So that's definitely exciting for us. Totally. It's going to be huge. So Cannons LC is now our eighth lacrosse club. Why the Cannons versus the Outlaws or the Bayhawks? Yeah, so you know, look, the 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 really great thing about this is that um, it's not like we're just putting dormant the, the other teams. Um, they're they're they are there. We have their their logos and marks, and we plan to roll them out in some fashion at some point. And we're going to evaluate which is the best, the most prudent way to do that. Um, they're not shelved forever. Uh, we just thought and the ownership group at the MLL thought it made the most sense to, 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 to go with one team at first. And, and, you know, the decision was made with the cannons and look, I know that there's tradition and uh, at each of teams and there's locker rooms that were built at each of these teams. And we're not dismissive of that. And, um, you know, we have plans to, to bring them back in a variety of different ways. And we want to do the best, the best of, uh, sort of rolling those out. And I think it makes sense often to be really intentional about expansion. You know, we've expanded by one team each year and we're in our infancy of this thing still. And so we need to be really thoughtful about expansion um, and making sure that the best product on the field is always there. And, um, you know, like I said, we have plans to go back and and evaluate what the best way to roll out those other teams are at, at what point. But right now we all collectively thought the cannons was the right place to start. And we're just really excited about, and then being a founding team of the MLL and building on the tradition they've already built. You mentioned it at the beginning of this interview, how you got so many messages yesterday, rightfully so. We saw on social media, Joe Sai, Eric Nardini. What were some of the messages yesterday that stood out to you from people who have been with you in the trenches from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the the, the stuff that really stood out to me was were those people that were there in the beginning, right? Because, I mean... I've taken so many meetings where people just like have told me no or laughed me out of the room or whatever it was. And so those people who take an early belief in you from day one, and look, we have so far to go, right? Like we have so much work to do. We're excited about a great opportunity as well and responsibility as well. I was telling people last night, I was like, yeah, this merger creates responsibility as well. Um, and so I think about the people that really believed in us since day one, um, and there's so many of them, so many of our investors, uh, so many of our players, so many of our uh, early sponsors, right? That when when they sort of reach out to you, I say, thank you for believing me in that first meeting. Thank you for believing in us in that first meeting. Thanks for taking that first call. Thanks for being in with us. 
um, because those are the people you don't forget. And 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 not like you forget anyone, but uh, sometimes timing happens or it's not a right fit. But those people who really believe in us uh, at the beginning are, are always very special. Um, and I was also even really pumped to see some people like Tracy Wilson uh, tweet yeah. about it. I retweeted her. I mean, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, didn't know she was a lacrosse mom, right? Uh, and she had that tweet and I saw it and I was just like so pumped because uh, I'm just a fan of how she's, I mean, she does so many great things, so many amazing games, SEC, all the different CBS broadcasts. But she just like is able to get in there and really ask thoughtful questions um, when there's like so much going around her all the time and she's able to listen and it's not to seem like scripted. It's like, listen to the, listen to the person she's interviewing on the sideline, all this mania is happening. And then she's able to like ask a follow-up question. That's like, you can tell it's just because she's so dialed in. So I think she's one of the best interviewers. Um, and you know, I've always been a huge fan of hers. And so when I saw that she tweeted about us, I was just really, really pumped. That was a cool moment. For sure. I know. I, I sent that to uh, Emma, too. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Look, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the I didn't know. That's how I was. I was like, what? Awesome. All right. Well, now it's time for our Spill the Tea segment. Um, during the segment, we're going to have our guests do exactly what the name of this segment says, and that's to spill the tea. But I got to take, take some Sancorello if you're doing that. Yes. Down yeah. some Sancorello oh, right now. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm taking my Sancorello pills. Sun Corilla's new infused your mood tea is just what you'll need to get ready for the crazy holiday season made with 100% Eleuthero leaves. Infuse your mood tea will leave you feeling renewed and calm. It's also non-GMO project verified and has no caffeine, making it perfect to drink before bed or anytime you just need to relax. You can purchase a box of 20 tea bags or a two ounce loose leaf bag for yourself using the code spill the tea to receive 20% off at checkout at sunpurellausa.com. Again, use the code spill the tea at checkout to receive 20% off at sunpurellausa.com. That's a good deal. Like, 20%. 20% is a good deal. Usually at least podcasts like 10%. Come on, man. That's yeah. a pretty good deal. Yeah. I think, I think right. you are their so, biggest, I think Mike may be their biggest fan. Like, I mean, I, well, I actually take it every day and I'm not just saying that yes. like, I got no. you know, spending no. time with a Japanese family owned brand. Like, you know, obviously I'm a huge supporter of all the brands that we work with. Right. Um, I'm wearing, you know, Vineyard Vines right now and my Bose uh, headphones. But uh, so I always feel very fortunate to work with like incredible brands. And then we were able to meet some Corella, just her story, family owned business Been around for over 50 years, freshwater algae. There's so many different nutrients to it. Like I, I know it sounds like I'm selling it, but like in a world where you're like stressed and working hard, you just need a, a better edge, right? So it's like, if this thing's going to give me like B vitamins, it's going to be like antioxidant rich and pulls toxins from me. I mean, I take I take it a lot. I, after I have a couple glasses of wine, I pound it and I feel better. And I know that that's like a good, probably not a part of their marketing strategy, but it, it's honestly great. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, works. Love it. Okay, we're going to answer some fan questions. We asked fans what questions they had. I'm sure they have a ton. So here's a couple of them. Um, our first one is from at a whitewashed Asian. Most anticipated aspect of the company that's going to elevate with this merger? I think our content, I mean, our content media team is really going to elevate. Um, and I don't say that because they need to elevate. I don't say that because what they're doing is not incredible. But it just, it gives them so much more, of an opportunity to storytell, 
And, you know, we talked about it earlier, but it's just like being able to pull into that database, pull into that content library uh, and, and show highlights and clips and full games. I mean, one of the things upon it, we talked about a lot of the games in the MLO weren't even broadcast. So there's all these like incredible games that no one has seen. So I think for like a really rabid audience, being able to pull that footage, show it, uh, highlight it is going to be an awesome opportunity to learn and watch some of the best players to ever play play the game and, and, and really storytell. And so I think that's going to really elevate us. I think um, there's some really great players who are going to come from the MLL. It's going to be us finally we're able to storytell appropriately around them, uh, which we're really excited about. So I, I really look at it as like a massive storytelling opportunity. That's what we have to do. So I'm excited for our media and content teams. Excited for both of you as well. Okay, at Matthew Ice 33 asked, how do you absorb a league with six teams and only expand your league with one? There seems to be enough talent around for more teams. Yeah, so I said this at the beginning, but you know, we, we definitely have plans to you know, be intentional with the, the, the other teams. At the same time, I think there's a misnomer, and, I, and I'm just going to kind of put this out there, that like if you play college lacrosse, you should play pro lacrosse. That's just not how it is. I mean, what percentage of Alabama's roster is actually playing the NFL? It's a small percentage. This is pro lacrosse, the best of the best play. That's just how it goes. And so, you know, it sounds cutthroat. It sounds uh, ridiculous. And I wasn't good enough to play pro anything. But what I know is that when you watch something professional, it's the best of the best playing. And it's hard to make rosters. And you want to watch good games. And you want there to be parity. And, you know, we have to have that. And it's not just because you play college, all of a sudden you're, you have the right to play professionally. You have to make a roster. And our coaches will decide that. And so I feel good about the, you know, the fact that we've been able to expand um, by uh, a team a year the last two years. And um, I feel good about getting more accessibility to, to the best in the world, continuing to play in, in the new PLL. And um, I'm really excited to see what happens. And like I said, we have, we have plans to do a lot of different things with the, with the other teams eventually, but we want to be methodical and thoughtful about it and make sure that the product in the field is fantastic because that's what the fans want. That's what the players want too. They want to play against the best. And so that's what we created the PLL. Okay. At AP Bream ask, what about options for women? So we, uh, which is really exciting, we've been really focused on, uh, and Rachel DiCecco takes all the credit for this and, and, and the whole PLL Academy team, building out more verticals for uh, the, the girls lacrosse. And, and, you know, we've specifically had um, uh, an overnight camp for the first year called Unleashed, focused on girls lacrosse. And we're really excited about that. So more participation, more accessibility, accessibility to the pros who play currently. Um, and, you know, I think that, our partnership, particularly in 2019 with the WPLL, which is now under a new moniker, uh, was important for us as well. Um, we had uh, our, our first ever game. Uh, we partnered with Rachel and, and Caitlin and, and, and Michelle DeJulius, and we were able to, to have uh, the Women's League WPLL play at Gillette, and we were able to play games there as well. And, you know, I think that there's opportunities going forward, not only at the youth level, like I talked about, but more so for us on the women's side professionally, being able to be really thoughtful around uh, collaboration and storytelling. Um, you know, I don't want to overstep and say that you know, their new moniker, their new company is, is, is you know, not going to do it well, or maybe they have tons of plans to do it. I'm sure they do. But, you know, to the extent that those pros want to spend more time with us, I think, you know, Rachel, not only on the academy side, but us at the PLL would love to do more storytelling around the women's game, around the girls' game at the youth level. Um, and so you know, we're staying very nimble on that. It's important for us. We're pushing initiatives that we're allowed to push um, um, on the youth side. And, and you know, we'll continue to keep our open mind on, on, the, uh, on the professional collaboration side like we did when we first launched. Last one, because these other ones you sort of already answered. 
at Greg.Larson asks, will the Canons go under rebranding, new logo, team uh, phrase, identity? How will that work? Yeah, so, I mean, this is, uh, this is one of those ones where it's not my decision and I kind of stay out of it. Uh, you guys are going to know what, what we're doing probably before me, but I think we want to toe the line of continuing the brand of the PLL, which is a cutting-edge, innovative, uh, but also pay homage to the tradition. Um, and so I, I, I don't exactly know, this is part of the, the, the transition team and, and particularly when, you know, the media team and the, and the creative team really looks at it. Um, but I think that there's a nice mesh point between us and that's why we're generally excited. So um, my hope is that we take a fresh approach that doesn't strip away the legacy, uh, but also uh, is, is more aligns with our brand values. Um, and so I'm excited to see what, you know, two of you and the, and the media and creative teams come up with. I'm excited. I'm excited to meet, make new friends. That was my first thought yesterday. I was like, "Wow, I get, I get a whole batch of new friends now." <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you'll, you'll, your next guest will be someone from from MLO. So, uh, making new friends. Yeah. Light bulb. Good idea. I think that's. I think that's my last question. Is now, th- it's happened. Like we've merged. Now, now what? Like what's next steps? Like what are what? Are, it can't be as easy as okay. Now it's happened. Like what? now what what's happening now for you yeah so there's that's exactly right there's a ton of work that's being done and just just started um we have a transition team that's comprised of uh, mll folks and pll folks uh we're working on you know planning uh everything from you know uh making sure that we're holding our end of the bargain that we talked about um there's certain details in, in our deal um and there's also certain things that they've you know, talked about and what they want to do. And so making sure we're seeing all of those details through. Um, so, uh, you know, collecting different assets that they have and, and working with some of their people to make sure that we have accessibility to those things, uh, making sure that some of their, their folks um, uh, can talk to us about opportunities we have uh, at our organization as well. Um, and then really understanding and spending more time with, with their folks that are, that are talented as well and understanding where there's opportunity to collaborate so there's actually a ton of work. I know that all sounds super high level, but um, it's all being worked out and it's part of the deal. So we have a transition team um, that we're going to st- that's already starting to work together that we're going to be meeting probably uh, on a, twice a week just to hammer through things and go through a massive checklist. So I'm excited to do that. Um, the work starts now. And uh, that's why I didn't do much celebrating. I, just, I know that we have uh, an obligation, an opportunity, a responsibility to, to get this done in, in the right way for our fans and players. Well, I'm excited. Me too. And I know I know fans are excited. Like this is what they've been waiting for for a while. So I think it's the best decision for the sport. I'm gonna sleep on you know through uh, through the holidays, like uh, it's particularly Christmas. Um, I'm gonna sleep like probably 20 hours that day. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't been I haven't been sleeping much. I plan to like hibernate like a big bear, uh, and then come out and just shoot out it shoot out of the cannons. Uh, in 2021. So I'm excited too. Hey. Nice. What's on the menu for Christmas? Are you making Christmas dinner? New Year's Eve dinner? Oh, you know, I haven't even got I, I, yeah, I know. It's such a good question. And I'm so unprepared to answer that. I, <laughs> I, uh, I just, I, the only thing <laughs> I, you know what I did uh, last week, uh, this past week for Paul's birthday is, uh, cause Paul is vegan. He doesn't eat meat, um, uh, for health purposes, particularly his back. But I, um, I made uh, a, a lasagna. It was one of the best lasagnas that I ever made. And I'll, I'll send you guys a recipe after this, but I use impossible meat. 
And I was like, this is going to suck. Like impossible. Like, you know, I, I like impossible. I'm, I, I'm biased. I, I love it. Uh, but it's like not real meat. So when you make like lasagna, you're like, I want real meat or meatless, but you want real stuff. You're not going to use like vegan cheese. You want like real, real mozzarella. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so, but I used it and I made these impossible meatballs and I put them into the lasagna and they were fire. I watched that show Chef uh, with uh, John Favreau, and uh, they made this like they had this like Roy, Roy his partner Roy. They made this lasagna, and I basically copied that whole recipe. It was unbelievable. So I probably have to run that back. Uh, and I ordered like a bunch of wine um, from LastBottle.com. They have a deal going on right now, so I'm kind of kind of stocked up and ready to like hibernate and sleep and eat, and then like shoot out of the cannon in 2021 and just get after it. Nice. Well, very much deserved. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You too, guys. This podcast is also brought to you by our incredible friends at Ticketmaster, the official presenting sponsor of the PLL. Ticketmaster has all of your needs when it comes to concerts, sporting events, arts and theater, and more. To check out everything they have to offer, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up the Ticketmaster app. Great place for some last-minute Christmas gifts. Again, to check out everything they have to offer, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up the Ticketmaster app. All right, that's our episode. Before we go, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please leave us a review. Make sure you follow us at The Inside Feed on Twitter and Instagram and at LisaRedman29 and at Emma Dams on IG. You can also follow at Mike Rabel on IG and at Michael Rabel on Twitter. He's verified on both, so you cannot miss it. <laughs> we got that confirmed. And hopefully you learned something because I know I did. There was a lot of stuff and there's a lot of changes kind of like happening in like this transition. So um, come along for the ride. Let's just get started. We're just we're just getting started. So stay tuned. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. 